Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I am going to talk about helping some of my friends sell their collections. It seems like with the baseball card headlines these days of record prices, also basketball and football and everything else, Pokemon, I don't get a lot of calls for Pokemon, but I do get a lot of calls for baseball cards mainly. Guys my age, in some cases a little bit older, in some cases a little bit younger, but it's fun. And I'm obviously knowledgeable, but these are just friends, so I'm not really charging them. I'm a pro bono consultant after all, so I'm helping them. And in some cases, it might be making an introduction to an auction house or suggesting that they go to this card shop or whatever. So I'm going to tell you about some of the experiences I've had. I'm not going to list the names of, of my friends or give too much detail because I think they want to preserve their privacy. And some of these are not done deals yet. But I just thought it's an opportunity to talk about this experience. It's happening much more frequently. I've had one inquiry each week for the last month. In some cases, it's just somebody says, hey, I got a box of cards. I've had them for a long time. The first step I always say is get out your iPhone and uh, take some pictures. I'm not driving anywhere or you don't need to bring them to me. Just take some pictures, take enough pictures. Pictures are free. Email them or text them to me. I'll give them a look. I can see the condition. I can see the years. If they're boxed up, I don't need a big listing. If you have it, send me what you have and I'll go from there. And if it's cool stuff, maybe I'll go across town or they'll bring them over or I'll be able to give them some advice or want to see them in person. They've run the gamut from $500 to perhaps $500,000. So it's fun. It's not the same as Mike and Ty do when they're going around buying huge collections, but it's still fun to help my friends with their collections. In most cases, these are not graded. In some cases, they are. When I tell them what I would do if I were them, I say, but you're not me. And I would sell some things on eBay, fixed price. I would sell some things on ComC, fixed price. In a couple of cases, there was potential for Beckett Marketplace, but that was ruled out just again. They wanted money faster. They want to know what it was worth and they want to know where they could get a, probably an unrealistic percentage of what it was worth. And so I wanted to tell them an approach they could use, head them out in the right direction and make an introduction in some cases. There's so many choices for where to sell cards. My sports card insight is if you're thinking about selling cards, sell them in a venue that handles that kind of stuff. So if it's a $50 card, don't give it to an auction that handles $500 cards or vice versa. You need to know what it is. Otherwise, you will not have the success that you want. So I had a friend call me a while back and he had a collection and he had a lot of quantity and it was enough that with these treasure chest kind of lots that he was a perfect fit for Huggins and Scott. So I said, hey, let me call Huggins and Scott or Bill Huggins and just let him know I got a friend not looking for any special favors, but this is what Huggins and Scott does. And so that is in the works and that that is cool. That's a good stop. They'll pick it up or you can ship it to them. There's different arrangements they can make, but they, it's what they do. And then I got another one. I've had more than one, actually. I've had more than one for that, but just recently I'm thinking of one. And then I had a heritage auctions. I just had a guy the other night that came by to one of the dinners I hosted. And he said, and I said, well, just take some pictures. He, he brought, he sent them to me and he brought them. And it was a bunch of Mickey Mantle autograph cards. And he, this is a guy that knew Mickey Mantle. He's approximately my age and had a bunch of Mickey Mantle autograph cards, great looking signatures. 
Uh, and I've had other things that came. And I thought, well, this is something that I think I'm going to let Heritage have first shot at this. So I told him, here's who you talk to. If you need any help, I'm happy to do it. But this material would be interesting. And then I've had some authentic kind of jerseys of friends that have had that that I've referred to Heritage Auctions. Again, it's a good fit. They're my sponsor. They're local. They do a great job. Now, a couple of controversial ones. I've had a guy that had a little box of cards. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try PWCC because they turn it. They're very professional. But I want to see what that experience is like. I realize if I'm submitting for my friend, I can't bid. I can't shill bid, which I wouldn't, but I can't shill bid and I can't let him do it either. And I had a friend that had stuff and I sent it to Probstein. So I've had a little test of Probstein and PWCC, which are two of the main consignment, faster turnaround groups. They approach it differently but they both did a good job, wasn't displeased at all. But I did not give my friends, the two different friends, I did not give them the link to the auctions in an abundance of caution that they couldn't bid on their own stuff. And I'm here to tell you, in both cases, there were a few things that went outrageously cheap and it really stuck in my craw. But there were a few things that went outrageously higher than what I would have that I would have even imagined. And so in both cases, it probably evened out. But again, there was no opportunity for funny business because I did not let them have the auction links to where they could go in there and bid up stuff that went, a few things went really cheap. Again, more than made up for. Another friend came, sent me the picture and I said, bring your box over because I was seeing it came over for lunch. And I said, you need to take this to a local card shop. And he lived not that far from some of the ones that are in town. And I said, here's three addresses, three places. I wasn't going to try it. it pro- I said, look, you have at least $500 worth of cards. This was a guy really close to my age, but he had not even a whole shoebox of cards. He had them in rubber bands. Again, I said, please don't do that. Um, but I said, look, go to a card shop and you should not take less than 500 bucks. If you get a thousand bucks, just jump on it. I said, but if you get anything less than 500, just tell them I've already got an offer for 500. I'm not selling it. Say whatever you want to say, but don't take less than 500 bucks. I would give you 500. I don't want to buy them, but you have at least $500. Do not let anybody talk to you and don't let them cherry pick you because you had a couple of better cards, and but most of it was base. I had another friend that said, I just need an appraisal. And I thought, I just, that's Nobody wants to do an appraisal for free because they just want to know. I said, I I can give you a ballpark idea, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it. I can give you a very round number and I'm happy to do that. But to list all your cards, there's a lot of expense in trying to come up with an insurance appraisal. What's the condition, all that stuff. So I'm not going to do that. And then finally, I have a friend that had the really big collection that was from a relative of his that had passed away. And I thought, you know what? I really want to help this guy. He's a good friend, but it's too big to, he already had offers. He had an offer from a group that's very reputable that made him a reasonable offer to buy everything. But that offer was way less than what he'll get if he breaks it up. So what I did, again, another sports card insight, I helped him break it into groups that were meaningful. In other words, that he had some memorabilia. And I said, there's an auction group that can handle all the memorabilia. They'll come and get it. They'll sell it off in groups and the individual pieces more. And so that was good. So that was gone. He had a bunch of complete sets of, (laughs) before you think, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. So they weren't from the 50s, but he had a bunch of some factory sets, some sealed sets. I thought, I can I can help him sell those either at a show or at a local card shop. And again, he's in town, good friend, but that's not where the big bucks are going to come from. He had a bunch of slab cards. Those can be easily sold. He had a bunch of loose cards, some of which needed to be graded. And that's problematic because 
you can't get good grading turnaround at a good price anymore. I'm still discussing with him what the timing would be because if he's patient, he'll get a lot more. But some of the cards, again, I'm not a great grader and I understand grading, but if you've got something that has the potential to be a 10 and it does look potentially be a 9.5 or 10, you have to get it graded if it's a quality card. And he has to do that and I will help him with that. It depends on the timing. There are uh, places that will take your raw cards, get them graded for you and then charge and then deduct when you sell it. He had a bunch of common cards too. And I've express the principle that less can be more. I've discussed this with Bill Huggins is that if there's a bunch of junk in a lot, it can suppress the value just because of the postage and all that. So I helped my friend very quickly go through groups of cards that were just not, he had some junk wax kind of era stuff. And I said, if that's in the picture, it's going to be a negative that you can give away. Here's a place you can give it away and get a tax write off and go from there and you're lightening your load. And then what you're left with are some better cards. He had a whole bunch of autographed cards. They were personally autographed. Again, big problem because they're not authenticated. Now, I actually knew this guy's relative. Not well, but I know he's a real person. I know he had passion for collecting. I know he hit card shows and signings and things like that. He had a whole bunch of autograph cards. I used to collect. I used to do through the mail. I did all stuff. So I recognized. And again, he was close to my age. So a lot of the signatures I could authenticate because they're guys that I sent to and Hall of Famers and stuff like that. So very recognizable signatures. And again, when you're seeing hundreds of autograph cards, they weren't faked. I could tell. But still, if you're going to try to get a top price for them. If they're not authenticated, you're not going to maximize what you're going to get. So I'll be helping him donate the riffraff, the stuff that's not as good. I'll be helping him sell the boxes. The slab cards are going to be transacted one way. The memorabilia is going another way. And then what's left are a bunch of autograph cards. And then probably stuff that's dollar box cards. And since I'm so expert in that now, not sure on the selling end how I would do that. I know what I would pay, but I'm really not the customer. I'm just the uh, the guy that's giving the assistance. Anyway, I need to tell you, why would I do this? Well, number one of these are, in every case, there's a friend connection. But I'm a card guy. I'm a lifer. So the ability to help my friends in a way that's very confusing to somebody that's not in the hobby, doing something that I enjoy. I delighted in helping my friends. In a couple of those cases, they cleared way more than they would have if they would have done it on their own. And that gives me a good feeling. And it plows good quality stuff back into the system, into the ecosystem. So again, I'm not looking to be deluged by people that are listening to the podcast, but I enjoy it. I guess one time in the last couple of years, I wound up, I told a guy, I said, look, and Rich was here. I said, look, you've got at least a thousand bucks worth of cards. Here's a show coming up. Here's an LCS. In the next month, you have several opportunities to sell them. If you can't get more than a thousand bucks, you can bring them back. I'll give you a thousand bucks. You should get more than a thousand bucks. Go and have a good time. Came back a month later and said, you know what? I just... Give me the thousand dollars. They're worth more than that. Just sure, you don't want to go to the next show or that is no, nope, no. Nope, I just want to deal with it. So Rich was there, and so we, I gave him a thousand bucks, and Rich and I sorted it and had fun going through it. And so again, when you're a lifer, you're going to be dealing with cards, and you're going to be having fun with it. And helping my friends was a bonus as well. So thanks, everybody. Help your friends. Again, the more you can... If I've had a situation where I've gone to help somebody and they've decided, not only do I not want the help, I want to get in the hobby. Well, that's an even better thing. So I'm able to go through their cards and say, you got some good stuff here. You've got a partial set. I could direct you to someplace where you could try to complete that set and really get in the hobby and have a good time. And that's happened before. So thanks, everybody. Back again tomorrow with another show. Enjoy your hobby. The man-